Yo, what's up? It's another episode of the Bills Dudes. We're actually down one dude, so it's just me, the Bills Dude. That's going to lead you through the Bills Raiders preview. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and downloading the podcast. I'm going to take you through a couple points. Bills face the Raiders this Sunday afternoon. Bills are 3-0. Raiders are 2-1. and And I'm liking where the Bills are headed. You know, this team reminds me of... I was thinking back, what team does this make me feel like? You know, inside that really warm, gushy feeling where you feel just really fun. You're having the best time. So remember Ryan Fitzpatrick had that one, like, first three or four games of the season where he was on fire. We had that Raider comeback game in there. I mean, he was amazing. I think he also got AFC Player of the Month. That season, I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm totally on board. The second time was, it sounds weird, doesn't it, when I say this, but the Trent Edwards season where I think we were 3-0 and or 4-1, and and he got knocked out in an Arizona game. That's when uh, uh, Kurt Warner was on the Cardinals and they took that team to the Super Bowl. I was feeling really good about that year. I was feeling really good, and, and I thought we could get it back, and then we had that crushing um, – I think we were 5-2 and two and we lost to Cleveland Monday night. It was a weird game, and he was never the same. God God. God bless Trent Edwards. So a couple things before we get started. I want to kind of talk about some of the Bills-Rams nuggets. I, I had a chance to, to watch some highlights and think about that game. Um, man, I always harp about this. The Bills get into the third quarter, and it's just like they have no idea what's going on. They're kind of lax. They're kind of not having – they don't want to risk a lot of things. They're comfortable with the lead that they have. And I think it cost them. It cost them a lot last year. That's my biggest peeve with McDermott is that he kind of sits on a lead. I made a joke last year that, um, okay, we're up by two scores. If I can punt every down from here to the end of the second half and get the hell out of here, I want to do that. That's how I think McDermott coaches in those situations. So we everything fell apart. I, I watched the tape again. I watched the plays. I have no idea specifically what happened, why we were playing soft. We were kind of giving them eight yards a chunk ahead of us. Um, there's one side of the line that kept getting torched. It was our right side of the line. They just ran to their left, our right, and they were getting major yardage there, which ha- actually has me worried about Sunday. And I don't know. I, I The way I look at it is like this. Have you ever have a friend that says, you know what, I'll meet you there in five minutes, but it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes? I think Frazier and McDermott have that time difference thing where it's just like, well, there's no way there's enough time for them to score three or four touchdowns. I mean, come on. There's no way there's enough time in this game. And I think they have their time frame messed up. Um, but, yeah, and the other thing that I really wanted to talk about in that game was our pass rush was kind of lacking. And uh, I just heard that Addison might be out this Sunday. And that worries me because our pass rush was already borderline as is, and that could cost us. So, they did a lot of great things on Sunday. I mean, the one thing that they're doing is they're playing uh, 10 personnel, which is four wide receivers, uh, zero running backs. And we've run, I think, uh, 42 plays so far out of four, out of 10 personnel. We ran four all last season. And I think we lead the league in running 10 personnel. Um, the other thing is, how about Josh Allen? I mean, is this like the version of Josh Allen that we can expect to see in the future? They spread him out. He's making the right decisions. He's got some touch on the ball. So here's a couple of Josh Allen stats I'm going to throw your way. He's second in yards. He's uh, seventh in completion percentage, um, second in yards per attempt, and second in TDs. 
Um, and that's great. That is great. That's the Josh Allen. I, I hope he stays this way. And I don't, I, can he regress from here? I don't think so. I think he's comfortable. He's been practicing his throws. I mean, that dude has ice in his veins. He's very confident and he's playing like an MVP as well. He should be getting all the recognition. Him and Russell Wilson, I think, have had the best season out of any quarterbacks in the league so far. Hood, hood, hike. All right, let's talk about it. Bills Raiders preview. Here we go. So I was thinking back to my favorite Raiders-Bills memories. I think it's just a classic rivalry. Their uniforms look great on the TV. They're just fantastic colors. Um, so I was thinking about my two favorite Bills-Raiders games. And the first two that came to mind, obviously the 1990 AFC Championship, 51-3, going to the Super Bowl for the first time was freaking amazing. It was, I think it was a freshman in high school. It was one of the best years of my life glorious time glorious time it was one of those games where you're worried you're like man because we still had that stigma like buffalo's gonna blow this like we're cursed like we're not buffalo's not supposed to go to the super bowl what the hell is this and you know what we never let up we i i you could relax the entire game and just party your ass off i wasn't old enough to drink but i still had i still party i still had a good time i remember me and some friends were running out to the street waving Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl and making people honk their horns in their cars and giving them thumbs up. Like, and everybody was on board. It was one of the greatest moments of my life going to the first Super Bowl. The second greatest Raider Bills game that I can remember is the Fitzpatrick David Nelson game. This was again what I talked about where I think Fitzpatrick was AFC Player of the Month. He threw an inside slant to David Nelson on this comeback game. And it was at the buzzer, I think, where, he, where we won it. That was an amazing game and an amazing start to the season. I think that was also a season where we went, I think we were 5-2, and two and we gave Fitzy that contract extension, and he played really well in this Washington-Toronto game. But after that, he just didn't have it. I think he had a shoulder injury maybe. But those two are my favorite Raider memories that I can think of. My worst Raider memory and recent memory is, do you remember – the game where I think the David Carr's rookie year and Doug, Mur I think it was Doug Marone's first year. We had a chance to maybe sniff a playoff spot and we totally blew it. It was in Oakland. I think somebody caught a bomb along the sideline. I don't know who, I think it was maybe McKelvin or somebody that got beat and it was awful. We had a slight chance to break the playoff drought much earlier. Didn't happen, but let's talk about this game. So the Raiders come in, they are very banged up. They have a ton of injuries. They're missing their first round wide receiver draft pick. I think they're missing their corner. They're missing their starting left tackle. Uh, they have injuries all over the board. They're very banged up. I mean, you want to talk about what they have at receiver. Okay. This is the only way we lose this game. I think it's called the Zay Jones effect. So Zay Jones is probably the most experienced. I don't know if he's the best, maybe Hunter Renfro is a little bit better, but Zay Jones is a guy that they need to rely on on Sunday. And you know what? He ain't that good. I don't know how he's going to get space from Trey White. I don't know what he's going to do. But let's just say there's some kind of world where Zay Jones goes bananas. That could be trouble. I don't see that happening, but that could be trouble. Here's what the Raiders are going to do. Okay? Gruden, he's going to run the shit out of Jacobs. It's going to be Jacobs, Jacobs, Jacobs all day long. Remember Daryl Henderson last week? Well, Jacobs is a million times better. I watched two of his games. I'm salivating. The dude does it all. 
he does it all. He's such a tough runner. He can catch the ball. He's got a great burst to him. Now he's a little bit banged up. I think he has a hip injury, but he's a scary dude. He's the guy that I'm afraid of the most. Okay. Not hypothetical Zay Jones. It's Josh Jacobs. Okay. That's our worst nightmare on Sunday. If Gruden is able to control the ball, control the time of possession, keep our offense off the field and continue to run the ball, that could be a problem. Now, I still think we have a little bit of issue with our pass rush. I don't know what we're doing. We blitzed early last game. Milano had a sack. Epineza had his first sack. But we didn't even sniff, really, the, the quarterback for the entire game. We didn't send a lot of blitzes. We were playing safe. True, we had a big lead. But I need some more pressure there. I mean, Mario Addison probably won't play in this game. I don't know who's going to show up and do something. I don't know who's going to make a difference. I don't. Can Jerry Hughes still do it? I don't know. We need something. We're just not getting pressure on the quarterback. And the thing about David Carr is he's great in the pocket. I mean, did I say David? It's Derek. Sorry. How many times do people do that? Derek Carr, right? Now I'm really confused. Anyway, the thing about Carr is he, does, he likes a clean pocket. He doesn't like it muddy around his feet, all right? If we can get some bodies in there early on, touch him up, dirty his jersey, that's going to go a long way. The key to success is getting the Raiders, uh, stopping them from early down success. So getting in third and eights, third and nines, third and tens. If we can get them in those situations and Carr gets a little bit nervous back there where he doesn't want to get hit. Because remember that game last year, I think it was a fourth and seven on like one of the last plays of the game. They were driving down. Instead of getting hit, the dude threw the ball out of bounds on a fourth and seven to end the game. Yeah, that is what Derek Carr does when he's scared and running for his life. Let's make this guy scared. Let's touch him up. Let's hit him. If not, that dude's comfortable back there. He can throw seven-yard passes all day to Hunter Renfro, to Darren Waller, who's, a, who's one of the top five tight ends in the league. Um, he can do it all day if we give him the time. So second and four, second and three, third and three, got to stop those, those drives from happening. Got to stop it early. The other thing on defense that I'm kind I'm a – I'm still in the middle when it comes to Tremaine Edmonds. I, you know, last week he did a lot of plays where he did it over pursuit and he was missing tackles in the backfield. He's not that like thumper dude. Like we need a linebacker thumper that's going to get TFLs tackle for a loss. We need that Navarro Bowman, that that Dante Hightower type. We just don't have it. And I feel like he's great sometimes making those plays and he's rangy and he's great in the middle of the field on zone defense. He can tip passes. He he patrols the middle of the field really well. He's just not a great tackler, and I just I think he sometimes he over-pursues, and he's a lot of time laying on the ground instead of making a tackle when he should have made a tackle for a loss. So that's my that's my Tremaine Edmonds beef that I have right there. But other than that, I think we should do well. I mean, Josh Norman's coming back. Um, like I said, we won't have Mario Addison, but our defense is short up. We're almost at full strength. I want to see what Norman can do. I hope he plays. I didn't think Wallace did bad last week. He had a pick. I think he took it to heart how much he got picked on that Dolphins game, and he, and he, he came on strong. He did, didn't do that well in the second half, but he did some good things. And to have Norman back, I think, is going to be a huge help. Uh, Micah Hyde's a little banged up. Got to worry about that. But our defense should do a, a decent job. I trust Frazier. We're not going to be deep. We just, we just got to stop them early on those, those running plays where they try to get four or five yards with Jacobs. On offense, I think we're in good shape. I, I feel like it's one of those games where let's try to not punt and score every time. I know it's so weird to say that, right? Like we're the bills. We're going to say, don't try to punt. Yeah, that's what, that's right. We're the bills. We're doing a lot of awesome stuff. We're
Okay, all right, listen, before we talk about the Bills offense, I forgot to mention the sponsor of this podcast. It's brought to you by Pepsi. That's right, Pepsi. Pepsi is all about offense. Pepsi is all about moving the ball up and down the field, okay? A cold, delicious, bubbly Pepsi when I'm having my chicken wings, watching the Bills game, that's what life's all about. Pepsi and offense. So here we go. Let me break this down for you. Here's what we're going to do on offense. First, I already told you what we're going to do. We're not going to punt. How we're going to do that, this is this is how we're going to do it. The thing about the Raiders' defense is this. They have fast linebackers. They got these linebackers that are rangy. They can cover tight ends. They can switch off to wide receivers. They can get running backs out of the field. Corey Littleton, who they got from the Rams last year, he's one of the best cover linebackers in the league. They got fast linebackers. The problem with the Raiders is they have a lot of over-pursuit issues. Just like when I talked about Tremaine Edmonds over-pursuing, they have a lot of issues where they're pursuing the ball so hard you can get them caught up in a lot of reverses, screen passes, uh, misdirection plays, play action. And I think that's going to be on the table all day long. And you know what? Josh Allen, I think I read a stat where he's 70-something percent out of play action. He's hitting the most play action completions over 20 yards in the NFL. And that's what we thrive in. So I know they're going to be told to stay disciplined, but there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of times where we're going to have a lot of field to work with. And if Josh executes those plays, we can probably score every time. I'm going to say the over under for punts is let's just say three. If we punt more than three times, that's not great. And you should be angry at the offense. Here's what else is going to happen on offense. Singletary, I think, is going to have a big, big, big game. He's the kind of running back that he has those hezzy moves where he kind of dips down and, and can juke somebody. The Raiders will over-pursue some of those runs, and I think Singletary can have a big day tomorrow. I mean, I don't know if you watched the Patriot game, but they ran bonkers all over the Raiders. I think they ran for over 200 yards, and I think Singletary is due to have a huge game. Moss is uh, listed as questionable for Sunday's game, but I don't think that's going to be a big deal. Yeldon came in last week, had three or four carries. I don't like him as a running back. I think he's too upright. He's a great pass catcher. I like to see him just doing those things, catching a pass out of the backfield instead of running between the tackles. But I think Singletary is poised to have a big game. He looks comfortable. The line is gelling. Ugh. Speaking of line, I don't want to see Winters out there as much anymore. He didn't do that great, okay? He got kind of manhandled at times. Just put Spain in and forward and let's just do what we do. The line is gelling. I think we're going to have a really great day running the ball. I think Singletary is going to be the, the player of the game. I think that's the guy. I, I don't expect Josh to throw for over 300 yards because, like I said, Gruden's probably going to control the ball. But I think on offense, we're in good shape. We have elite wide receivers over anybody that the Raiders have. Their, cor their top corners out. Um, they have a safe. They have a safety. Abraham. He's really good. Watch 24 on Sunday. He's a guy that I'm concerned about, kind of making a pick or making a big play um, in the secondary. But we're we're overmatched. And Gabe Davis, man, let me tell you, Gabe Davis looks so great to me. I think he's an eight-year bill. I think he may make a Pro Bowl. He gets it. His route concepts are down. He understands spacing. He's just aggressive. I just <sighs> Gabe Davis is like a gift. I mean. He's great. Love watching him. Um, watch some Gabe Davis on Sunday. So, yeah, I think we're going to do well. I think we're just going to, as long as we do what we do, we don't turn the ball over. Oh, the other thing, those Josh Allen spin-out moves, like he did a lot in the fourth quarter against the Rams, and he did the worst spin-out game that he ever had was against the Packers in his first year. Do you remember that one at Lambeau where he just was spinning into pass rushers? He did that a little bit in the second half of the Houston game. I know, I mentioned the Houston game. I'm sorry. The Houston game just bugs the shit out of me. Um, 
let's not have those Josh Allen spinorama moves. But I, again, I think he's comfortable back there. I think he's going to execute. But I'd rather have Josh Allen not do those spins. I don't, I don't want him to run really. That makes me nervous when he runs. Doesn't seem like they want to run him. They, they think that he can do the job passing enough. But if he needs to run, he'll run. But like I said, their linebackers are fast. They have a fast defense, and they can get to him in a hurry. So I don't think that we benefit too much by having Josh run a sweep for 10 or 12 yards with him getting possible drilled in the thigh or something like that. But again, I think we're in good shape. Um, pass rush, we need some pass rush to win on Sunday. The second thing that we need is Singletary to have a big game. That's going to really help us out. And we just have to stop the Raiders on early downs. And I think we're in good shape because I don't think Carr can, can stretch the field. And I think he's going to be a little bit nervous pass against Trey White. So. This is where I need my other dude here for the predictions, but it's just me. I don't have his prediction, but let me tell you, I think the Bills win 27-17. I think there's a little bit of uh, maybe the Raiders get a late touchdown and make it a little bit closer than, than, than you'd like, but I think we're just going to control the ball and we're going to do what we do, and we're going to run up and down the field and get our points and kind of settle in the fourth quarter and hang on like we always do, which I hate, but I think we win this game 27 27- 17. Look for Singletary to run for over 100 yards for the first time this season. And we will talk to you on Sunday post game show. Subscribe on podcast. Tell your friends. Rate it. The Bills dudes. We're the best post game show in the biz. We love the Bills. We're here to dominate. We're here to hang out with you on Sunday. Tune in next week. You're going to have a great time. We're going to have better content every week. Take care. Be safe. Bye. Oh, wait, wait, hang on, guys. One more thing, one more thing. So the picture on the podcast, do you, I don't know if you guys know the story or, or not, but that's Derek Carr and baby Josh Allen. So they grew up in the Central Valley of California. They represent the Central Valley of California. Uh, Josh grew up in Fireball, of course. He was denied a scholarship. Fresno State didn't even get a sniff. So he holds a major grudge against Fresno State. And that was one of the camps that he went to where Derek Carr was. And they separated the quarterbacks into like very good and like average or maybe not so great. And Josh Allen was pushed off into like average or not so great. And he was separated from the elite or better quarterbacks. So if you want to talk about a backstory, if you want to talk about bulletin board material, I think Josh has stored that in the back of his mind. And I think he's going to go out there and dominate and show kind of what everybody missed. I'm assuming he thinks a lot of Fresno State peeps will be watching, but Look out for Josh to have a little bit of little bit of extra oomph on Sunday, if you know what I mean. Of course you do. You're the best. Thanks for listening. I love you guys.